of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So here we go. You better buckle up, Buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. I want to check myself. I can't believe that it's real, but it looks like the sun is out again. And we are coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown Canton, Kenny. Where it happens to be 27 sun-drenched degrees. I better pinch myself. It did feel warmer than what the temperature said it was because of the sun today. No doubt about it. I took Frankie out this morning for a walk and to do some business. And uh, sure enough, uh, it felt like, my gosh, like 40 degrees. It, it felt warm as all. What, what, you know, so. I just don't know if I'm dreaming or not. Is today Groundhog Day? I mean, what the hell's going on out here? Thursday, hey. tomorrow. Tomorrow's uh, Punch like, uh Day. Sounded like the coach there, didn't I? Little Lombardi. What the hell's going on? What the on hell is that? The sun. We got Don't a know seal here and a seal there. And the other grab, grab, grab. <laughs> Everybody's grabbing. Yeah, grab, grab, grab. Uh, well, the the Cavaliers didn't grab a victory no. last night over the Miami Heat at home, and uh, I'm still pissed about mm-hmm. it because uh, same old, same old. Down the stretch, yep. turning the ball. Uh, Isaac Okoro steps out of bounds. Doesn't know where the. Ooh, sorry, where the heck he is on the court, he steps Amazing. out of bounds. Uh, a lazy one-handed pass from um, Darius Garland through four people gets stolen mm-hmm. away. I mean, stupid mistakes. No. And do you realize in the last three minutes they took four shots right. and all four of them were three-point shots mm-hmm. and they were 11 for 40 from three-point range. Yeah, the excuse of meter is they're a young team, oh. they're going up against a veteran team, and you know I'm tired of hearing about it because they've played long enough together and you're still sitting there waiting for Dean Wade to show up, Ricky Rubio to show up. If I'm going to have to hang my hat on, on those two, then I'm looking at this team coming towards the trade deadline and I look at it this way, and like you – I was really ticked off watching that game. And three games come to mind that they just can't close out on. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, they played the Knicks, Memphis, and, of course, last night, right? Those are the three games that you really were in. You should have won. But we know coaching down the stretch, you're just not there yet, okay? But really, really ticks me off watching these games is more than the fact that they, they can't close out. It's the way they can't close out. And they can't hit foul shots. And the turnovers... And not being able to shoot or not being able to feed the ball into the paint. Even though they outscored that team, I believe it was 50-36 to 36 yesterday. When you can't create shots, let's drive to the hole. Miami Heat shot 25 foul shots to your 12 yesterday, and you can't get a shot out. Why don't you drive to the hole? Explain that to me. I, I don't have uh, an answer for you, JT, because I'm as pissed as you are about it because who dominated yesterday? If you go, if you watched that game, the eye test tells you, mm-hmm. and if you look at the box score, it tells you who dominated for the Cavs yesterday. It was Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. He was playing arguably his best game as a Cavalier. Forget his career high in points. This was right. against a playoff caliber team. And he's a second-year guy, mm-hmm. and he was the best player on the floor yesterday for the Cavaliers. And down the stretch, they ignored him. Yeah. 
that offense, it doesn't even exist. When I watch this team, I really think it resembles the old stanky leg offense when LeBron oh. was here. They, they throw a ball in. Nobody moves around. How many times are we going to pass the ball? If you're the Cavaliers, it's one. You're yeah. one and done. You feed the ball to Mobley. He dribble, 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 shoot. Too much dribbling on this team. Even the point guards, they dribble too much. Well, Mobley, I, I, I can't say anything bad about him yesterday. He made, what, 11 of 15 he's, he's shots trying. 12 of 16, right? He blocked uh, three right. or four shots. He had 11 rebounds. I mean, he was everywhere yesterday, and he had the hot hand, and they didn't have an answer for him, mm-hmm. right? And yet they went away from him. And, and right. Donovan Mitchell shoots 11 or 12 threes, and he's not making anything. He, he was disappointing yep. yesterday. The reason they brought him here was for games like this. When the other team's super, Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah. You've got Donovan Mitchell to answer. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Butler scored 23. Donovan Mitchell had 16. He scored one point in the fourth quarter yesterday, Donovan Mitchell. And so for it's that's why him. you traded three first-round mm-hmm. picks and three players. You know, he's supposed mm-hmm. to carry you in games like this, right. and, and he did not. <laughs> and Darius Garland, JT, you put a little pressure on him. You bump him with a forearm yeah. or, or a hip. He's going flying. He's done, man. Mm-hmm. He's done. Mm-hmm. He, he, he doesn't like playing physical basketball. Right, and we get back to this Okoro, too, because I believe there was oh. two minutes and 30 seconds left. The Cavaliers are down by three. He hits a corner three. Hey! Great yeah, I job! I didn't think he was going to do it. I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, the bricklaying sounds, clank, clank. But no, he makes it. And then, like you said, the very next, I think it was the next time, the next trip, he steps out of bounds. And you're a professional athlete in the NBA. You're supposed to know where you're at on the floor at all times. I, I'm sorry. And I know it happens occasionally. But you're not seeing the good players and the good teams make stupid mistakes like that. They don't make turnovers, and they make their foul shots. Period. You can't win in this league if you can't score when the time's not moving. JT, they were 6 of 12 from the free throw Terrible. yesterday. 6 of Terrible. 12 from the line. 50%, that's awful, okay, uh, against the Miami Heat. Where these were the two best defensive teams in the NBA playing yesterday. And mm-hmm. let's give the Cavaliers some credit. Their defense was pretty good for the most part, okay? For the most part, it was. 197, that's a low-scoring game in today's NBA. So, Every sure point is. matters. Every yeah. possession matters. I, you know what? You turn the ball over because you're driving to the basket mm-hmm. and you get up in the air and they, they're going to block it and you turn it. That's fine. Okay, you were being aggressive at least. The unforced turnovers, not knowing where the hell you are on the court, stepping out of bounds, a one-handed lazy pass right. uh, trying to throw through uh, four defenders. You can't have so those uh, unforced They errors. can't create because they don't move the ball on offense. Every bucket was was tough to come by. There was nobody open. It was like watching the Browns receivers with no separation. And I'm going to temper my expectations right now because, as I said yesterday, if a team gets on a roll and really starts playing well together, then we know things can happen. And they haven't won two games back-to-back since, like, the beginning of January. And speaking of which, they were only 7-8 and eight in the month. Not good enough if you aspire to be a championship-caliber team. That being said, let's pump the brakes a little bit and maybe lower our expectations this season because as we saw at the beginning of the year, you know, they lose the first game, you're wondering, okay, well, wait a minute. But then they rattle off eight straight. Now all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, we're a playoff team. Hey, we're going to be the best team in the East. No, you're not, and you're not there with the elite teams yet. So maybe you're still a year or so away, and we probably expect that anyway. So rather than get all ticked off over the game last night, I look at it this way. You're a 500 team, man. 
You're just a 500 team. That team right now isn't good enough to compete with the Bostons, the Philadelphia. I know they have a better record than Toronto, but Toronto gives them fits. Miami obviously is, a, like we said, a much better, uh, an older team, veteran-led team that can score and they can make their own. They can outmuscle you when it comes down to crunch time in the paint. Adebayo was moving Jared Allen around like he didn't exist. They are a 500 team. JT, I watched this game, and I charted the last three minutes. Cavaliers 1 of 4 from the field, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, two turnovers for five points in the final three minutes. They heat 3 of 7 from the field. They only took one three-pointer. Imagine that, right? They were only 2 of 4 from the line as well, but they had four offensive rebounds, and that's where Anna, uh, what's his name, Anna Ginobili, or what What the hell's his name uh, that, for them last night? Uh, the Heat, the big guy? Bam. I, I, bam, 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 I call Anna Ginobili. Um, so uh, th- those extra possessions in a game of that magnitude yeah. really matter. And uh, Isaac Okoro, five points, three turnovers yesterday yeah. for the Cavaliers. They led, the Cavs led 61-55 in the third quarter. And then, and this is what really worries me about J.B. Bickerstaff, they're up six. Miami, smart move by Spolstra. He goes to a zone defense. Mm -hmm. Cavaliers come down, and they're running their man-to-man offense against a zone defense. Mm -hmm. They're trying to dribble through traps and dribble through a zone, and anybody that knows anything about basketball, when a team plays a zone, you don't beat a zone by dribbling. Mm -hmm. You beat a zone by passing the ball, moving without the ball, because when you dribble, it gives them time to react and recover when you pass you can't keep up with the ball the Mm -hmm. ball has energy and you can't keep up with it and the way you attacked that zone last night they did it one time and Mobley got a nice easy shot around the rim is you pass it to the middle foul line extended turn and face and then you go downhill three on two on them yesterday we make fun of it failed to do that every day on the show we make fun of it Norman Dale was his birthday yesterday 93 years old whatever how many times are we going to pass the ball four what happens right. on that extra pass? Usually you find somebody wide open at the bucket, right? How many yep. times do we pass the ball? Four. You ever hear of Caleb Martin shot four of five from three last night? I mean, the woes aren't simply on offense, and even though you held the team to 100 points, it wasn't a great defensive effort in my opinion. When a guy shoots four or five from three, you'd think you might want to guard the guy. Yeah, and, and Tyler Hero, 18 points, Come hit on. some big shots where Garland didn't. So the, the, the Stars, let's just break it down this way. The Stars for the Heat outplayed the Stars for the Cavaliers. Butler, 23 yep. points to uh, Mitchell, 16. Hero's 18 points to Garland's 16. And uh, if you want to say Mobley edged his guy 19 to 18, right? So he's the only one who really answered the bell yesterday in a game of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear from Donovan Mitchell a little bit later on. And he says some good things, and then he kind of falls back and is mm-hmm. trying to, you know, uh, don't, don't get the, the world's not ending, the sky's not falling. And I get that. You, you want to stay positive, and you still have like 30 games left and whatnot. But just frustrating uh, to see that again happen where down the stretch – they collapse. They're absolutely frustrating to watch. And when you look at it, and we told you yesterday, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. In a yeah. close game, if you can't close out, it's one of two things. It's either your talent or your coaching. In this case, it's a little bit of both, I think. Right. But right. They, they're not proving that if it does come down to coaching, that they can get a, a leg up on the other team, on their opponent. I think a lot of this goes back to, and we, we talked about it, not just this year, 
last season as well. And I know you're going to say there was a lot of injuries last year, but J.B. Bickerstaff has a hard time putting his rotation together. And usually it's matchup driven. But when the second unit proves that they can't score, now he's really lost. And I think that's a lot of the problem. And you're waiting for Dean Wade and you're waiting for Ricky Rubio. Maybe you're still waiting for Karis Levert to be a little bit more consistent. I don't know. But all I know is that when the starters come out, you're at a real disadvantage because you can't score the ball. They need help. Yes. Right? They, they they need another scorer off the bench. That's why yes. as crazy as it sounded yesterday, I mentioned Carmelo Anthony. I'll give you some other names. I, I did some more research. Well, the McDermott guys what everybody's been talking about. Well, which I'm not means, talking about a trade. I understand. But all I'm saying is every time something like this happens, you start hearing the same names. Yeah. I don't know if that means where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm sure there are conversations going on. I don't know if it will uh, actually go down Mm -hmm. a trade. So that's why instead of looking for trades, I looked for, and what did I come up with here? I came up with one, two, three, four, five unrestricted free agents Mm -hmm. that are available right now. None of them worthy of starting in the NBA. Some of them maybe not much better than what you have, but you have a roster spot to fill so why not explore these guys? And I'll just, you know what, I'll just give them to you right now. No no sense. We talked about one of them yesterday, Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Okay, averaged 13 points a game for the Lakers last year. Don't know what kind of shape he's in, mm-hmm. even if he wants to play, but he's listed as a, an unrestricted free agent at that 3-4 position where the Cavaliers need help, right? Jeremy Lamb, he's listed as a shooting guard, 6'5", 180. He averaged seven points a game last year for Indiana and Sacramento. He played at UConn, good outside shooter, just real thin, kind of fits in with the finesse style of the Cavaliers. Uh, he's available out there. Kent Bazemore, last year played with the Lakers, only averaged three points and uh, 36% shooting from beyond the arc. Not anything exciting, but he, he could fill a roster spot. Ben McLemore averaged 10 a game last year for Portland, and he's 29 years old. He's a shooting guard small forward. Um, 36% from three-point range last year. He's available. And Wayne Ellington, last year, 43 games for the Lakers, seven points a game. He's a good outside shooter. Mm-hmm. He's one of those shooting guards, small forwards. Now, those names, you're all probably saying, Roadman, they all suck. They're they're not playing in the NBA for a reason. And you're correct. Absolutely. Uh, these guys, uh, everybody passed on them. But if you have an extra roster spot and you're not going to be able to do anything via a trade why not see if you can catch lightning in a bottle with one of these guys, mm-hmm. sign them for the remainder of the year or a 10-day contract, then a second 10-day contract, and, and see if you just happen to get lucky with somebody, and that's why I would start with Carmelo Anthony. Hold that thought for a second. I'm going to agree with you. Are you sitting down? I am. I don't know if you watched down. the entire game yesterday, but we're watching the Miami Heat, a proven team. We keep telling you they're veteran-led. Okay, we get that. They've also had long roads in and, and rides into the playoffs where they've won series, played for a title. Did you notice yesterday when they said that team has more undrafted players on their roster than any other team in the NBA? Why wouldn't you go find somebody who can shoot the ball? Just because, you know, it's almost as if, and I hate to keep mentioning the Browns, it's almost as if we drafted them, we have to stick with them. I've had enough, Isaac Okoro. I'm sorry. I know they drafted him, and maybe they're just trying to put him out there so maybe at the trade deadline they can move him. But if he's going to cost you victories, not that this one is, let's face it, it's just another bump in the road because it's a long season. But 
you like to win these games when at least they're close, right? Is it a must yes. win? No. Did you need it? After what you told me that Donovan Mitchell said, and he's you know waffling back and forth, maybe you do need that game last night. Maybe that's a, a win that you can build on versus being 500 in the month of January. Moving forward, you start to get in a, on a roll. Maybe you believe in yourself a little bit more. They got to do something. They they need something. Uh, Chris Fedor, thank you very much. He did the research for me, so I didn't have to today in his uh, story at cleveland.com. Cavaliers now uh, played 11 games where it's one possession, meaning mm. three points or less. Okay. Cavaliers are four and seven in those Surprise 11 games that are one possession. I, I thought it was worse. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like two and nine, mm-hmm. but they're four and seven in those one possession right. games. Uh, and those are the type of games you're going to play if you get into the playoffs or the play-in game, yeah. right? The, those are the games where you have to be able to find a way to win, and they're struggling doing that. And, and for me, again, I know that, that Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, 49 points a game, one of the top-scoring backcourts in the NBA, that's great. But when you two are struggling and the yeah. outside shot isn't going and Evan Mobley's uh, dominating inside, then you run it through Evan Mobley. Right. Because it was obvious they weren't going to take over the game last night. This wasn't nope. one of the games where we see it, and we've seen it this year, where Donovan yep. Mitchell takes over in the fourth quarter. That team played such good defense that no one could create a shot. That's when you get the turnovers. That's when the passing lanes shrivel up. And then when you do drive, if you did, and they didn't that often, because like we said, they only shot 12 times from the foul line. Somebody's got to create. Somebody's got to get to the lane because nobody's open to make a three, and if they were, they would probably miss it. They, they The good team – no, let me rephrase that. The great teams mm-hmm. get a feel for the game that day. Not what you've done all season, right? right? Not what you're, you're known for all season that night. What's working that night? They get a feel. That's where the, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry right. Birds, the Michael Jordan, the Kobe, they, they had a, a, just that ability to feel the game as it's happening, adjust their game if need be, and go to what was working that night. Mm-hmm. And the Cavaliers, for whatever reason, right. didn't realize that Jared Allen and Evan Mobley were their best right. offensive options. So you're watching night. this game last night, and you watch this offense. Did yeah. you ever see them run a play? I mean, a regular play on the half-court offense. Because it just seemed as though everybody stands around and waits for either Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland to make a move. And if those two aren't even on the floor, it really resembles nothing, in my opinion. Did you see any offensive movement? The one time Evan Mobley scored when I mentioned it earlier against the zone, there, it one looked time. like it was a set play Once. where they moved the ball uh, in, out, in, out, side to side, then back in, and he got an easy like uh, jump hook uh, around the basket. That's it. But you think of a Golden State, and all you see is movement. Yeah. Well, that's, again, remember, those guys have been with each other. And I know that's their years? offense. Our and, offense and will never resemble that. I get that. But occasionally, and especially after a timeout, and another thing with J.B. Bickerstaff last night, he burned all his timeouts. He didn't go home with any, but he burned them too early. So he still doesn't know how to work the clock. Yeah, I'm starting to get concerned about him as the coach, okay? I thought it was a good move, you know, when they they signed him to the contract extension. He seemed to, you know, the guys in there, and maybe – we need to give him a little more time, too, as he's got a young team, and maybe he is preaching those things, and they're just not doing maybe. them uh, on the court. I've got it. What I'll do, JT, 
I'll talk to Chris Fedor off the air okay. uh, and Sam Amico off the air yeah. and, uh, you know, see what, what they're hearing about that. Mm-hmm. Is it JB maybe uh, out of his league a little bit, especially when you're going up against Spolster and some of the I veteran think. coaches? Or is he telling them what to do and they're just not doing it? Good point. Right? Yeah. That's a possibility. It, it really is. But the I'm with you, man. I've seen enough of Isaac Okoro. Mm-hmm. I, if he's the 15th man on my team, fine. Hell, if he's the 13th guy on my team, fine. But when he's the 6th or 7th man, yeah. uh, you can't count on him. Or, in this case, he's starting, so he's one of the top five. That's not good. A week ago, I thought they are going to showcase Jetty Osmond because they want to package him in a deal. Now you can. How many times are you going to go back to the well and say, they're trying to showcase Isaac Okoro because we want to see if somebody might make a deal for him. And, oh, his shooting has been great the last month and a half. Come on, man. I'm not yeah. falling for it. They're a 500 team, Kenny. That is a 500 team right now. Can they get yeah. better? We'll see. Yeah, we're going to find out. There, and we're going to hear from Donovan Mitchell and what he had to say after the game last night. What fact, about Tawny? Can we talk about Tawny? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Should Tell we go to break? What you mean. Tommy uh, says he's retiring. I don't believe him. <laughs> Do you think Tommy's going to really stay retired this time? Uh, no, uh-uh. we'll get into that because I'm with you. I think Tommy's just uh, taking a chance to, uh, you know, be in the spotlight again here on February 1st like he did last year. And then he's going to sign with the 49ers. And he reached out and he was on Twitter and he did it this morning. He said he wanted to do it on Twitter before anybody else could wake up or see it or one of the forms of social media. Yeah. I think it's an attempt to get Giselle back. No. You know why? Why? Did you hear what he said? Well, no, here's but I, I know he mentioned his exes. No, well, no, here's what he said. He, he went through it and he said, I have no regrets with my career. Oh, None. Wait. I take it back. That's the reason he played the extra year. He won it out of that marriage. Well, there you go. And so I took Me it as him taking a, a shot at his ex-wife right there saying, yeah, okay, we got divorced. I don't regret that. I'm glad I came back and played another year. That's what I took from that entire retirement Instagram post this morning. Might That's what his, I took Might have been it, his man. way out. I wonder if he's going to show up for that field goal kick with Gronk at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be oh, hysterical. It would. Yeah, what if he, he held for Gronk? What if he held for Gronk? That'd be great, man. Fantastic. JT, uh, I, I don't think he's done. Now, maybe he's got some ridiculous TV contract where he doesn't, you know, he'll make as much money as he was being the quarterback, and that's very possible. But um, I don't think he's done right. because I think there's one team specifically that's going to come hard after him and, and beg him to, to sign with them because they think they're a Super Bowl winning quarterback right. away. Could be. All right? Yeah, let's get a break, and when we come back, I'll tell you who that team Don't is. Don't go, Tommy. And, and then we'll hear from Donovan Mitchell come at the bottom of the New hour England. as well. Come back to New England. Chowder. 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 1480 WHBC.